Welcome to Modern Babylon, Culture Contrarian. My name is Ryan Miller. If you tuned into my podcast, you would see that there's a constant theme, and I, I just want to kind of reiterate that theme. It's about my desire to be a law-abiding free citizen inside of a, a society and culture which really doesn't understand what freedom looks like, sounds like, and it's filled with people that are conditionally consenting, submitting, surrendering the rights of being free. Now, I harbor no animus for anyone's particular decisions to submit, consent, surrender. That's all a personal decision. But in the action of doing those things, it really reduces our legitimacy or validity to argue for the consequences of additional infringements upon us if we're not willing to stand up to those infringements. Now, <clears throat> there are a class of people out there that will stand free and fight to oppose those infringements lawfully, understanding what is required to do that lawfully, but there's not many of those. But they're doing it for themselves. They're wanting to seize freedom for themselves, their children, and their legacy. And whether society at large derives any benefit from that, well, that would be a bonus, but that should not be an expectation, and it's certainly not an obligation of those citizens getting free for themselves. So what has resulted along this journey is my own experience over a number of years and my own constitutional rights being violated even in the most incapacitated times in my life where I was inpatient at a hospital receiving chemo and stem cell treatment therapies. I was down to a, a six-foot frame at 135 pounds, and I was part of my routine was to navigate the hallways, walking with my titration tower with all the chemicals hanging in bags being infused into my body, just walking the hallways at all hours just to be my own advocate in trying to remain strong and healthy. And in navigating the hallways, I had my camera and I would narr narrate to my friends and audience across the globe as to what I was going through and what the experience was like and how I would pray upon other people, pray over rather, other people in the hospital. And I documented that for people to watch. And one point, a family came through, male, female, and a 19-year-old child. And I was assaulted in plain view within 15 feet by this minor child, knocked my phone, damaged my phone in the hallways of the hospital. And the security guard did nothing. Security did nothing. They allowed this guy to navigate the halls and able to navigate. They didn't even detain or question. They did nothing. It was assaulted in a hospital. My question to the security guard during that altercation is, aren't you supposed to protect me here? He said, well, I, I don't have a duty to protect you. That's up to you to protect you. But I'm inside here. I'm trapped in here for medical care. Do I have to protect? What, what can I do to protect myself? I'm 135 pounds. I look like freaking Voldemort with not a hair on my body. How can I protect and defend myself? Am I permitted to bring something into this building where if in the event I need to protect myself from being violated, that I can do that. Can I have pepper spray? Can I have something to get distance from a potential crime? No, you can't do that, sir. Oh, I surrender my rights when I walk into this building. 
incredibly awakening experience for me, which put me on a path of incredible study. And I wanted to learn what the public servant's response was to someone attempting to be free. Now, the internet, on particularly YouTube, there's a class of people out there identified as First Amendment auditors. And these are people that walk around in public and they take their smartphone or more expensive piece of camera equipment and they lawfully document public servants in the course of their public duties to disseminate to other interested parties for educational purposes. A firmly established right available to everyone on the planet, pardon me, everyone in the United States, to take that smartphone and record from public. There is no expectation of privacy in public. Now, while there are many different types of personalities that are on YouTube doing that, and whether one agrees or disagrees with the way they do that, that's up to you. And I was having this conversation with my father, and I'm like, yeah, it's easy to judge the actions of how other people do things in contrast to what you're doing. That comparison is to what you do to advocate to be free in contrast to how they do to advocate to be free. And it would be nice to draw that comparison. But if you have nothing that you are doing to advocate to be free, it's really not reasonable nor logical to condemn, compare, and contrast what others are doing. Go out and do it yourself before you level heaps of judgment on how others do it. But while I don't agree with the majority of the ways in which those people do it, I have my way of choosing to be free. I have my way of stepping into the public and documenting every encounter I have with a public servant. I don't do it flagrantly, and I even do it with a degree of respect which is not being reproduced by any YouTube auditor out there. I understand humanity to a degree in which others don't understand humanity, and my broadcasts capture that. I am guilty as charged in the way that I actually do things, and I reject and rebuke any narrative as to what I do and how I do it based upon words without objective evidence as to who I am, what I do, and how I do it. So this is a date-stamped broadcast. It's August 12th. It's approximately noon. I, if you've been following my channel, I have been preparing a federal complaint against a number of public servants. Now, these public servants have been living in the comfort that no lawsuit is coming, and they're absolutely right. That is a safe and comfortable feeling. It isn't a reality until you receive service. And service is coming, and I'm not going to tell you what date that is, but it's coming. And that any narrative is going to be brought before the judge and compare and contrast to the evidence that I have gathered. The evidence of my conduct, my reasonableness, my attempts to educate, equip, inform, and follow the directions that have been, that have been codified through Supreme Court precedent and the laws of our country in order to hope and desire accountability 
for those that represent public service, the ones that we pay for, folks. Now, I have long known that accountability is, is like a dream. It's an illusion. For no citizens truly understand the amount of hurdles that we must must crest in this quest, it, jump over in order to get this quest of accountability. The, the volume is overwhelming. The knowledge is overwhelming. And often people are legitimately afraid because once you attempt to stand free, those in public servant service have so much more power. And the law is designed to be for both of us. The law keeps we, the people, in check and safe. That same law is the way that we, the people, hold public servants accountable. That same law. Now, they have, the Supreme Court has determined, special protections that we, private people, do not have. And they have instructed us and provided us the, the guidelines on if you want accountability, this is what you need to do. Unfortunately, we've never been taught that. That's not part of our public education. It's not even part of the collegiate education. It's not even something that is taught in law school. The learning is tremendous. And right now we're in a society that's TDTL, too distractible to learn, too distractible to read. And maybe even too distractible to even listen to a podcast. That we want this TikTok answer to a very complex problem that has been chains of restraint that have been heaped on our neck every new legislative session. Another link of restraint. Another link of restraint. And for me to be a free citizen, I have to understand what those links are so I can disentangle from those links and then remove them from my own personal chain of restraint from the pub private so you may disagree with me ideologically and philosophically and that you have an elevated degree of trust of those that have been voted or elected into public service. You have a degree of trust that as a wicked human that lies, cheats, cheats steals, and manipulates to their own personal benefits, you deny that those elements of your own humanity, that you will lie, you will cheat, you will steal, you will obfuscate, and you will rationalize all those things for yourself. But for some reason, you're willing to afford a different type of personality and trust that those people with these additional protections are not going to do those things. I say that history is replete, that those in that type of power have validated that their, may, their trust may be too elevated. DDT, Agent Orange, Lead Paint, Chlorofluorocarbons, COVID, whatever, whatever that chemical is that's violating the my body, my choice mantra, deprivation of rights is when people use threats, intimidation, coercion, duress, violence, to create this fear inside of us all to submit, consent, and surrender. 
And to say that I don't do it, that would be a lie. I've shared that I've had to do it. And I've had my reasoning for do it. But I knew that I was doing it. I didn't deny that I was making an active choice, that I was going to surrender. And that I also recognize there are moments in my life where I have legitimately surrendered because I didn't want, I was willing to pay the restitution for a non-crime of going through a traffic light or speeding too much where there was no victim. And it would be easier for me to pay that two, $300 citation and to sign that contract as opposed to the potential of the consequences which this state would invoke upon me. I surrendered. The only reason that ticket is two, $300 is because if it was three to $5,000, people might start to object. They might start to learn that those are not valid. So as I am preparing to provide my complaint to the federal government, in advance of doing that, I've reached out on countless social media channels. I've sent emails. I've made phone calls attempting to connect with like-minded individuals that could be a sounding board an encourager, or let alone a voice to help broaden or amplify my messaging. My goal is to be, to be an educator, to understand from a biblical worldview my role within the society and that I support a Romans 13 approach to government and that they are to protect us from the evildoers. I applaud and endorse and support that. But when those that are protect the, the evildoers in society are the evildoers themselves, I have a choice to remain silent or I have a choice to stand up. I would have been the guy that would have shut off the gas valves if it was pumping the gas into the gas chambers of Buchenwald under the threat of being shot and pray that another person would come behind me to turn off the gas valve and then risk being shot. That is part of my DNA. I'm all in for myself, for my wife, for my daughter, and for the rest of you people, figure it out on your own. I had attempted to create a, a resource or an abundance of resources for people to learn what looking free looks like and how to be safe in the face of those people that are acting outside their sworn authority. If we desire to be accountable and if we desire to have restitution or redress or compensation when we know we have been unlawfully violated, hoping that you will get that is a dream because the system is set up against you and I want you to help learn about the system. Learn it on your own. I'll provide you access to the materials for a modest fee. Or you can learn by participating with the broader information I provide in the lessons and potentially even a small group discussion or Zoom meetings. But as this, when this lawsuit hits, I'm hopeful that it will get visibility increased visibility, 
not just in this small little town, not in this small little county, not in this blue state, but in many other states of our union. The messaging, the experience, the process is for everyone. Deprivation of our rights is real. And you are forced to surrender, consent, comply. And just acknowledge that's where you are. And if you are in the press and you want to gain access to this case so you can read it, I would encourage you to get access through my press inquiries and get a copy of the case when it is filed and get the case number. Sure, you can do it through a public records request and pay 50 cents per page along with postage and wait a couple weeks for it to show up. Absolutely. It's public record. Go get it. And then read it or not. If you want to schedule a conversation with me, I'm pleased to schedule a conversation to talk about my case, to talk about my worldview. Now, please understand that those in the press are being paid for their time. That if you're an employee working for some entity and you want to do some fact, fact-checking and or discovery regarding my actions, I'm pleased to do that. But please understand that my time is not free and that I'm totally willing to engage in those conversations. But please book time with me and arrange that consultation. There are, I had formed what is called a private membership association. For those few citizens, which I make a reference to in my preface to my lawsuit, to those number of citizens that wanted to learn how to be free. Now, the majority of the community wanted the visibility as to what was going on, but they didn't want to take the time, step, or investment to to actually participate. They wanted to be voyeurs, which that's totally fine. Be a voyeur. You will not get the meat and potatoes, the fish around the bones of what is happening and my motivations and my biblical worldview and my God-honoring approach and my respect for authority is, is memorialized in the podcast just before this. That private membership association, those people learned from me, they grew, and they were starting to build the courage for them to advocate for themselves. And all along I cautioned them, Make sure you're prepared for the contempt of authority when you stand in the face of authority. And make sure you have an exit strategy when it gets too fast. Because the pain compliance torture devices of slavery will come on. You will be kidnapped and hotboxed in a car or frozen in a car. You'll be transported to a dungeon and your photograph will be memorialized in a in a less than flattery picture. Your body cavities will be violated by blue-gloved strangers and you will receive a verbal mocking and humiliation about your anatomical parts that you've never had before. I think I don't invite that or desire that for anyone. If you haven't been in that experience... Don't tell me what that experience is like. Don't talk to me about the compassion of those people when their evidence is not compassionate. Get a copy of a public records request of a law-abiding citizen being booked 
from the time they're out of the car through the going through the sally port, from the time of booking and disrobing and taking off shoes and belts. and Don't tell me what it is unless you've been in it and experienced it firsthand. Don't project. So I've cautioned those people in my private membership association that being free has consequences and be prepared in advance. And that's one of the things that the people that have listened to me and that have followed me is that I have done so many things in advance to prepare, to inform, to say, listen, folks, respectfully, you're making a poor decision. You're doing things outside your sworn authority. These are the limits of your authority. I suggest you correct in advance of me having to take the next steps. It's not my desire to go these next steps. I had hoped that you would respect my rights in accordance with your oath. I was, would have hoped you would have upheld your, the, my, my constitutional rights and comply with your oath. But I have no power over public servants. I have zero power. The only power I have is to hold them accountable in the path in which the Supreme Court has dictated and that the judges determine to evaluate the presentation when it arrives in their court. But there's two different courts, folks. You either understand what the Supreme Court says and you take it into the court for we the people, which is an Article Three court, or you don't and you take it into the qualified immunity court and you're fighting the taxpayer's attorneys and the settlement that comes out of the taxpayer's. So every school board official that is violating their oath, most people will threaten a lawsuit, but it's going to be protected by qualified immunity. Sure, they may receive justice through qualified immunity, but those school board members, they lost nothing. They didn't get reprimanded. They did have nothing on their record. They've got nothing. There's nothing out of their pocket. There's no skin in their game. And whatever the settlement is, if it's a thousand, ten thousand, fifty thousand, five hundred thousand dollars, is irrelevant because it came out of the taxpayer coffers. We, the people, our victims, are paying restitution to ourselves. That's a scary thought. Now, for me, I could have easily have gone down that path with the, the countless list of defendants that are in my suit and sued them in their, their official capacity. And I would most likely been wrapped into mediation, be tied into a gag order and not releasing this, the terms of the settlement and walked out with a bunch of taxpayer cash. Could have done that. But my integrity said, I'm the victim. Why am I using my taxpayers to pay rest, to use my tax money to pay restitution to myself? I'm like, that makes no sense. And these people that perpetrated the crimes get off scot-free. So I said, I'm going to learn from what the Supreme Court said. I am going to conduct myself and I'm going to well document as I go through this journey. And I'm bringing it, my case before our justice system and hopefully before a jury as an education as to what man's justice is, what is required of us inside of our man's justice system as formed by our government, and is it just? I didn't want to go here. I had no desire. I just wanted to 
say, speak my peace and redress my government without being coerced under prior restraint to surrender my Fourth Amendment in, as an opportunity to express my First Amendment and run the risk of them silencing my speech if I, I used words they didn't like. They didn't want to put themselves in that risk, so let's just shut them down before he gives the opportunity to speak with no knowledge of what I was going to say and officially demonstrate prior restraint. But I am not truly seeking justice. I would like justice. I'd like to see accountability. But I think it's more important for we, the people, to understand the burdens that are before us, the hurdles, and allow the judge and the jury to evaluate the merits of my claims, review the evidence, and make their own determinations, and provide their just decision. And if it's in my favor, just compensation. I have no predictable outcome. And if I am, if they find in my favor, I will celebrate. If I find that this, the system is unjust based upon the presentation and the effort that I went through, it will be tremendous knowledge for me. And my learning will be even through the extensive time, energy, and efforts that I went through to learn, study, and apply and gather 700 exhibits of evidence and they rule against me, then our system's not just and I have more learning to do. But is this a fight that I'm willing to spend months and months and months and months and months in order to try it again? Probably not. The reason why for me is that I don't live in a constitutional republic and that my rights have been eviscerated and I live in a society of conditional surrender, consent, comply to those in authority and I must suck it up buttercup. And I can consider living under that paradigm for a period of time until the walls encroach upon me beyond my tolerability that I execute my own exit plan as to where is better for myself and my family to be. I don't have that answer. And there may not be one. I enjoy my life and I have no desire to end my life. I have tremendous friends. I have a tremendous family. And I rise to the challenges in which God puts before me. I thrive in the test. God has made it clear what his designs are for me because he's pushed me back so many times and says, be obedient, son, be obedient. And yeah, I, I, I fall down in my obedience, but I strive to be obedient. So I'm date stamping this to share with everyone. And for those people, as this, this claim hits visibility, I'm going to invite you to go to my culturecontrarian.org website and explore whether you're interested in learning more. Put this in your intellectual pipe and smoke it. Take care.